This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on episode number 350, we're talking a little gastric bypass, what happens after the surgery, and I found a cool success story with steps on what she did to lose over 100 pounds. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin, but I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to do to die it thin. Won't tell you lies. He said, grabbing his phone. Hey, welcome aboard. I'm Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. I am not a doctor. I am not a trainer. I'm just a person like you trying to lose weight in the basement, probably. And I pulled out my phone. I have yo-yoed a bit since uh, we last chatted. For the month, I'm down 0.7 pounds. For the week, I am down two pounds. So that means there was a slot there around the 25th where I went up a little bit, but I am uh, headed in the right direction. And mainly it's been from just, again, watching the food today. I'm really proud of myself. I, uh, it's Sunday as I record this and I want to exercise on Sunday, Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's the plan. Meaning I actually work a sweat, not just get my 10,000 steps in, although that's good. It's better than nothing. I actually want to exert enough energy to sweat. And I got up this morning and got on the computer, started checking email, doing this and just slowly getting sucked in. And I was like, hold on a second. You're doing it again. Put yourself first, go get your exercise in and then do this. And sometimes I do this at night because I know some of you are like, look, I am not getting up in the morning. That's cool. I get that. But there are times when it's dinner and I start to head towards the computer and I'm like, hold on. Get your exercise, take care of you first. This is your priority, then do that. And last week especially, I, I the one day, for the whole day, I had 2,000 steps. That means I almost didn't move. That's 2,000 steps from the computer to the kitchen, to the computer to the kitchen. And I just went, okay, that's that's you're not going to reach any of your goals that way. And so today being a new week, I'm uh, back on track hit the treadmill, did a little weightlifting, and I'm watching my food. And so if you're not a member, you can go over to LogicalLosers.com. It's a little private Facebook group that we have. And we had somebody ask about gastric sleeve surgery and kind of like what happens really after the surgery. So this information comes from the internet 
Uh, I've known two people that have had kind of surgeries. One person had it a couple of years ago. As far as I know, she's fine. And the other person lost a ton of weight and then gained some of it back. So first of all, what's the difference? There's gastric bypass and then there's a gastric sleeve. Uh, the difference is a doctor attaches a small pouch to your intestine to bypass the stomach, hence gastric bypass. With a sleeve, the surgeon removes a portion of your stomach, producing a tube-shaped stomach, hence a sleeve. You end up basically with a banana for a stomach. And restrictive operations like gastric sleeve surgery make the stomach smaller and help people lose weight. Keyword there, help. More than half of your stomach is removed, leaving a thin vertical sleeve or tube that is about the size, like I said, of a banana. Surgical staples keep your new stomach closed. Now, is it worth it? And I've got my sources out on the, on the website. And it says no matter what weight loss surgery you choose, first of all, that procedure is going to be expensive. And it's going to require you to make big changes to your lifestyle. You might wonder if gastric bypass is worth it or if other procedures like the gastric balloon or the sleeve or the lap band is worth the risk. It's hard to say. The pros and cons of gastric sleeve surgery is a restrictive procedure to help you with weight loss, uh, but it's, it's hard to say. I found this one website. It says, as a result, patients lose up to 70% of their excess body weight within 18 months to two years, but pretty much after that, it stops. It says, however, up to three out of 10, so 30%, gain weight after reaching their low weight. Now, that amount varies widely by patient, ranging from only a small amount to, in some cases, all of the weight. Now, what do you do after you do the surgery? You have to take vitamins, and it says uh, you might want to use chewable vitamins or patches for the first month after the surgery. You have to take iron, calcium citrate, which you have to take three times a day and uh, in some cases, vitamin B12. You want to avoid sugar or sugar-containing foods and beverages, so say goodbye to Diet Coke. Concentrated sweet and fruit juices. Uh, says for the first two months following a surgery, your calorie intake should be between... You want to guess on this one? It should be between 300 and 600 calories a day with a focus on thin and thicker liquids daily calorie intake should not exceed a thousand calories. To this, I say, if I limited myself to a thousand calories, I wouldn't need you to cut my stomach in half. I'm just thinking. And if you go out to logicalloss.com slash three, five, zero, there's one post I read of just person after person. And there were, emailing, um, I think her name was Megan or Rebecca or somebody just saying, Hey, I gained weight back. Hey, I gained, uh, Nadia something Lee, which is weird because they all are starting off by saying, Hey, Rebecca. And it's at bariatric dash surgery dash source. And that was the other fun thing about this was finding actual people or places like, it's great to see all these things about this is the best surgery since sliced bread. Oh, by the way, it's brought to you by the doctor who does the surgery. It's kind of hard to find stuff like that. And so 
and, and I saw this over and over. It all comes down again to life changes. It's, it's, you can't, when my wife, my ex-wife had this done, I said, what you really need to look at is why are you eating now? There's something that's causing you to eat when you're not hungry. Because if there's some sort of hole that you're trying to fill with food, that's not going to go away. You might think it is because you're going to look in the mirror and go, wow, look at me. But then again, hence three out of 10, find that hole again and try to fix it with food. I remember Carney Wilson had one of these two done. And again, it's the food. You can undo that with food. If you, if you fill that little banana pouch enough times during a day, it'll do that. One of these uh, causes you to have issues, shall we say? Dumping, I believe, is the fun phrase. If you uh, eat too much, like your cup runneth over and go right out your butt. That sounds like a party. So if you're thinking, I have a friend of mine that is morbidly obese, and he's thinking about doing this. And I'm like, if you, it's like this, if you're a new listener to the show, I've been playing with Advocare. And so far I love everything about it. Uh, If you go to logicalloss.com slash Advocare, I, um, the way they they sent me a bunch of uh, supplements to take. We'll talk about that in a second. And I'm drinking protein shakes. And today, because I went to the gym, they have this stuff that's kind of like their version of Gatorade. And I've yet to take anything of theirs and go, ugh, I can't eat this. It all tastes quite yummy. And I will give them credit for that. And according to their website, everything is approved by a bunch of doctors and it's healthy. And of course, all of it has that little asterisk that says none of this has been approved by the, uh, the government, of course, all these supplements, which is not new. And, uh, but if you think about it, when, when you're taking this Advocare stuff, it also says it wouldn't be a bad idea if you watched what you ate and maybe did a little exercise. So here I am, I'm, I'm down a little bit this month. Wish I was down a little more, but I'll take anything at this point. Got myself back a little more on track. And so I'm watching what I eat and I'm exercising more. Okay, so now is the weight loss due to the Advocare or is it due to the fact that I'm watching what I'm eating and I'm exercising more and I'm drinking more water and I'm getting more sleep? And I think sometimes, and this is all opinion, sometimes I think when we do things like Weight Watchers or Slim Genics or Jenny Craig, that is the thing that inspires us to actually do the things we should be doing in the first place. So it's just one of those things to kind of chew on that it's just a matter of lifestyle change. And I have been doing much better at things like avoiding the drive through of avoiding the occasional Reese cup at the checkout. And I'm just, again, I'm just telling myself, I I need to put me first. I mentioned at the end of the last episode that I had a friend of mine having some problems with his marriage 
He's a very spiritual guy and asked me if, if I would pray and fast for him on Friday. And I did without even thinking about it. I said, dude, I am down with that. I will do anything for you. And it's so funny how we will throw ourselves under the bus for anybody because you're a good person. And yet we, we need to throw, we need to step up to take care of us. We need to treat us like we are our best friend. And we're saying, Hey, can you do me a favor? What quit eating Twinkies and pizza and fried chicken and 13 liters of Coke and, you know, actually watch what you're eating. And we need to. So I wanted to share a story. I'm not a huge fan of Dr. Oz. I sometimes wonder about his integrity, but I had a, uh, somebody stuck a bunch of rocks in the road where I live. And uh, I avoided one, but in the process, my back tire caught it and it dented the rim and almost gave me an instant flat tire. Now that's the bad news. The good news is I was about four blocks from a national tire and battery garage who was able to fix it for me. But while I was waiting for them to fix it, there was a Dr. Oz magazine there and there was a story. So I wanted to, to share this story of this woman and her weight loss. And so the story goes in October of 2011, she was 275 pounds. She is five foot 10. And in April, 2012, she was down to 252. And the only thing she did was cut out soda. And that, trust me, it took me a while to cut out Mountain Dew, but I've done it. In December 2013, now notice here, we are talking over two years. She's down to 177 pounds, so that's roughly 100 pounds. And today she's at 168. And so she says, I was fat. I didn't like the way I looked but I hadn't felt motivated to do anything about it. I made some hard, half-hearted attempts at weight loss, you know, shakes, low-carb diet, fad. And she goes, I didn't stick with any of them. And she says, and now my health was seriously on the line. She says, I was chubby from, from babyhood. And my parents got divorced. And that meant I had two, two households where I could overeat in. And uh, she says, by high school, I was wearing a size 12. She says, I, it wasn't just what I was eating, which of course are sugary beverages like sodas and sweet coffee drinks made up their own food group. She says in my diet, she says, and after college, well, I got a desk job. So I got to sit all day. And she said, not burning any calories, basically at 27. She says, I was up to size 22 and a soon to be bride. And with my wedding date fast approaching, she said, I got desperate and I tried a liquid cleanse. And not only did the power, the powdery mixture taste like bile, it also left me cranky and sluggish. She says, I finally gave up and accepted that I was going to walk down the aisle at my heaviest weight. She says, I knew I felt devastated if there wasn't a bridal gown that was going to fit me. So I didn't even attempt to look for one. And the last thing I wanted to be was that girl crying in the dressing room. She says, after uh, a year after my husband and I got married, for the record, I wore a dress, but not a wedding dress. We both find ourselves unemployed. 
We're on a strict budget, so grocery shopping was often a numbers game. She says, I check the prices on everything and load up on rice, frozen fries, and pasta. She says, the day in the doctor's office in October 2011, learning that I was inching towards 300 pounds, uh, pre-hypertensive and pre-diabetic, she said, that shocked me into realizing that the cost to my health was simply too big to not make a change. And the only question was, well, where do I start? She says, my first step before doing anything else or seeking support was to ditch soda. She says, it's crazy to think about it now, but I've been drinking about two liters daily. I started, how did you do this? I started by replacing one 12-ounce can of soda every day with a glass of water. And each week I cut back yet another can until the sodas were totally out of my diet. So she didn't try to do it overnight. She did it a little bit at a time. Because when you try to do it, you know, in one big giant step, you're screwed. She says, that was my one and only move for the first six months. And amazingly, I lost 23 pounds. Uh, She says, yes, just not consuming all those extra calories and sugar. Then seeing that impact on just one change motivated me to keep moving. She says, at that point, I needed guidance, so I reached out to a friend who recommended Spark People to track my food and workouts. So here we go again, that when you actually have to put your food into some sort of diary, she used Spark People. I used to like Spark People until they put like 8 million ads on everything that had the word Spark People. I use MyFitnessPal. I actually pay to use that now to get rid of the ads. And I can't really fault free apps for putting in advertisements because that stuff's not free. They got to make their money some way. She says, I first logged in in April 2012 and input a typical day of eating to figure out how many calories I was taking in. So she just kind of ate normal and put it in. And it turns out, she says, I had no idea I was averaging 2,500 to 3,000 calories a day. Surprise. And I think that's really what a lot of us do. Uh, it's, It's super easy. She says, now, look, I love food. I love cooking it. I love eating it. Even watching TV shows about it. She says, I don't want to miss... She says, I didn't want to be miserable and cut out an entire food group or drastically slash my calorie intake. She says, I knew that if I did that, I'd just end up unsatisfied and reaching out for the bad stuff. And so I started cutting 100 daily calories from my diet every two weeks by slightly trimming my portions. My sister did this. She used to eat everything. Like she, I never saw anybody do this. I remember once we went to McDonald's and she cut her hamburger in half. And threw it away. And I was like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm on a diet. I'm like, what are you doing? You're on a diet and you're in McDonald's. She goes, oh, I, she goes, I'm not cutting anything out. I'm just eating less of it. I'm like, okay. She says, I'd measure a cup of rice instead of just plopping a heap into my plate. Hundreds of calories were gone, just like that. I also replaced snacks like chips with high protein foods. My daily cal- uh, calorie intake was down to 1,800. And once I got comfortable with portion sizes, I started to focus on flavor. I'd find a recipe I loved and experiment on my own, tweaking until I got it right. If I was craving Indian food like chicken tikka malasa, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I traded the heavily the heavy cream for unsweetened evaporated skim milk. As of December 2013, I weigh 177 pounds. My husband lost 90 pounds too, by proxy. Now I need to focus on fitness. I got a Fitbit. If you don't have a Fitbit, I love my Fitbit. Go to logicalloss.com/fitbit. Uh, that'll help uh, me out. 
And she says, so I started tracking my steps and activity. When the following summer came around, I was a 160 pound woman whose clothes were officially too baggy. It's such a relief to have a clean bill of health today. I'm a normal BMI range and my blood sugar is perfect. I've maintained my weight and I'm fitter than ever. Sometimes women at the start of their own weight loss journey reach out to me through my blog called a measured life. I share what worked for me and the recipes that make my palate happy while keeping the pounds off. I never understand. I'm sorry. I never wanted anyone to tell me I had to eat bland food for every day to lose weight. So I try to dispel that myth. My motto is find the flavor that applies to what you eat, but there's also flavor to be found in life. So I found that inspirational and I like the fact that, and nothing against all these diets where it's like, you can't eat this and you can't eat this and only drink this. And then it's like, no, just, and again, I hate to say this, eat less and exercise more, but it does start with writing down what you eat. That is something I do. And and here's my last little point. We start to wrap things up. I, uh, I want to thank PJ because uh, I started using the Hillshare app, the Hillshare. No, hold on. I got to pull it up here. The habit share app. And um, Randall, by the way, I just see accepted it. So I have PJ and Randall now. And since it's Sunday, uh, I'm going to share with Randall my meet my calorie, my calorie target, uh, my affirmations and my exercises. So he can see those. So Randall's going to look at me and go, Dave hasn't done any of these. And that's the thing that's kind of silly about this. I have these habits that I just, all I have to do is go in. So since today's Sunday, I can say I definitely met my calorie target. Um, I did not do my affirmations. I'm horrible at those, even though I keep saying I want to do those. And I exercise today. And it's kind of cool because I can see where how PJ and now Randy are doing if they share their goals with me. But here's the thing. Did you hear me just say that? As I said those, I click those buttons on the app. And yet, I have been finding myself too busy to do what I just did in about six seconds. And that's where I think you have to look at yourself and go, look, I don't have, like I was doing it good for a while. I would wake up in the morning. I had two alarms set. Uh, One would go off five minutes early. I'd turn on my affirmations and I would start doing those. And when the second alarm went off, I'd get out of bed. And I don't know why I quit those. I did find this. I actually started because I wouldn't get out of bed. So I started putting my phone, which is my alarm outside of my bed. And then I found that I could the stupid automated stuff, the, the, uh, I don't want to set off your device, the Lexi for Amazon and that whole Sears something woman, uh, you can tell them to turn off your alarm. Did you know that? That's horrible. I shouldn't tell you that because you can now turn off your alarm with your voice. I'm like, Oh, that's bad. That's really bad. And so it just dawned on me that I'd gone like five days without putting this information in. The whole point is somebody's supposed to be looking at these and I wasn't putting in any information. And I just went, well, hold on. You're too busy or you don't care. If this is, if your weight loss is a priority, then treat it like that. And so PJ and Randy, thank you for following me on habit share. If you want to download that app, 
uh, just look for me. I'm at logicalloss at gmail.com. And uh, the idea is that if you see me fall down, you can go, hey, what's the deal? Come on, Jackson. And so sometimes things like that are great red flags to just go, you know what? You, you need to step it up. I had a friend of mine ask me because I am not your typical person that does a fitness podcast. I'm overweight. And he said, um, I don't mean to be offensive. He goes, but uh, why do you do a weight loss show? And I said, my weight loss show, the thing you just listened to, is me talking to me. And I just let other people listen in, in a nutshell. Now today we did the thing with the gastric thing because of some of the, the logical losers said, I'd love to hear about this. But really, it's me talking to me, trying to get myself on track. And I hope you find it useful. I've had people say, you are inspiring me which is cool. I'm glad I'm inspiring you. I wish I would inspire me <laughs> a little more, but I appreciate everybody who emails me and says, thank you so much for doing this. I really enjoy them. That does inspire me for the record because there's part of me that goes, look, you're the host of a weight loss show. Shouldn't the host be losing weight? And I did. If you listen to the previous years, I was dropping weight all over the place and then I gained it back. So this will be the year I lose it again. And then this year I'm going to keep it off. So if you've ever wondered, why do I start off the show with, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a trainer, I'm just a person trying to lose weight. It's because that's what I am. And I appreciate you tuning in. The website is logicalloss.com. If you're going to do any kind of shopping in Amazon, there are a couple different ways you can support the show. I just go to logicalloss.com slash support, click on the Amazon banner and shop away. It doesn't cost you an extra dime. And uh, a little bit of that goes to to us to keep the lights on here. Or you can go to LogicalLosers.com. You can sign up for as little as a buck a month. And it just gets you access to the private Facebook group. And we have a, we keep the conversation going on over there at times. And like I said, this week was inspired by uh, somebody in the Logical Losers Facebook group. So if you want to join in, it again, keeps the lights on here, keeps me motivated, keeps us going and keeps the community going. So it's deeply appreciated. And um, hang in there because guess what's coming up right around the corner? You guessed it. It's time for Valentine's Day. So we've gone a good week and a half without some sort of candy in front of our face. (laughs) God bless America. It's almost time to eat some more chocolate. So uh, hang in there. Stay focused. And uh, remember, success is a choice. It really is. And uh, you got this. I got this. And uh, I will see you real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free, 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right, lose weight, live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to die.
I guess I'll have 